Right, so uh, with me now, I'm uh, talking to the guys who are on the NRC Experimental Law Panel, um, which includes uh, Ewan McKenzie and Rod Kafer. G'day, fellas. How are you? Howdy. Very good. Um, so, fellas, um, maybe if I start off shooting one to you, Ewan, what's the role of this um, Experimental Law Panel? What are you guys looking to do? Well, we've obviously got new competition, so that, um, that brings a lot of opportunity in many areas, and obviously we think there's a great opportunity to have a look at the laws of the game and um, also, I guess, go to the fan base and say, well, what do they think too? Everyone's, rugby's one of those things that's got so many moving parts to it that, uh, uh, and there's so many bits that people feel are, are pivotal and make a difference and uh, here's an opportunity uh, within reason. We're obviously looking to get the best game outcome out of it, but um, to actually have a look in, uh, ourselves as, 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 as people who are involved in the game from an admin level, but also the fan base and seeing what they're interested in. You know, and people can suggest ideas that might improve the game, and in the end, we're looking for the best game, the best game outcome we can possibly get in, in a new competition. Okay. And so, going forward, if you guys do this, get it implemented, and it works, what does that look like? What's success, therefore, look like for you guys well, as a panel? Well, I think um, well, Super Rugby was, again, right back to 96, Super Rugby led the way, I think, in the world in terms of trying things around laws, and um, mm -hmm. certainly some teams, and the Brumbies in our day, we... we we did a lot of things around the game to try and push push the limit and take the law book and actually say, well, well what are we restricted by? And actually actually get outside the bounds of that. In the end, you look at the fabric of the game, the fundamentals of the game still need to be there, and that's you know that's that's game for all shapes and sizes. It's a game that involves contest, and uh, you've got to win the ball before you can use it. And there's lots of bits and pieces around that. So no one's trying to move away from that. It's just actually trying to get a a better um, a better game outcome. And so some of the things that we talk about there is. Yeah, ball in play time and um, um, so maybe some of the laws get forgotten and we bust, dust some of those off and then obviously some areas where we can innovate and try things a little bit different. I guess the challenge is how many things do you change because mm -hmm. you'll never know actually what works and that's one thing we've learned over time in Super Rugby is if you change too many things you never quite know what and you might go too far. So it's about, about being balanced and um, that's why there's a meeting of the minds but um, in terms of being creative... Um, the, the public's a good, the fan base is a good place to start to see what, uh, see where and get the creative juices going and to see what uh, what people think. All right. So Rod, if I said talked about the balance that we could have between what you guys are looking to achieve about whether is it about the excitement of the product, you know, in the games like you like you call week in mm. week out, or is it about getting the right skills coming through in the players? Is what's the balance between those two things that? You guys are looking for? Yes, yeah, so I think there's a few components to the game of rugby to make it successful. It has to be a game that people can understand when they watch it, so it needs to be simple enough so that people understand what they're looking at. It has to be engaging enough so that people want to play it and enjoy playing it. It has to be adjudicated so people understand um, what they're what's going to happen if they do something right or do something wrong. And for me, it also should encourage risk-taking. We want to see excitement. We want to see things that make the game of rugby special and make it different. And so it, need, it needs to promote risk-taking. And I think if you can get those balances right, it'll be something people want to watch, want to watch on TV, want to be at the game, want to referee, want to participate in. And they're the things that make rugby great. It needs to have all of the components that we understand about rugby now, mm. but just put them into a, into a product that, that everybody enjoys. Okay. And so how's the process going to work? How, what, have you guys got a broad outline as far as 
what the steps are going to be to get there? I think, well, I think with respect to those who are working on the terms of reference, I guess, in terms of what, what are the key elements. So in the end, we've got to provide a framework if we're going to ask the fan base for their opinion, you really give them some parameters. So I think we've been spending uh, the last hour or so working on that, and then clearly we'll, we'll get together again and... Uh, uh, we've got our own creative juices, which we're holding back at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys like Bob Doro, everyone's got lots of ideas about what, what might work. We, we, we touched on some of those things today, but in the end, we'll, we're really interested to see what the, the, what the, the rugby community thinks, and then mm. obviously we can, we can have our own thoughts. I'll be surprised if there isn't a fair bit of crossover in all that space. And then it's just a matter of us of working out, I think it's how far do you go. And uh, in the end, the game's because to look like a game, people have to understand it. The case made a really good point about the simplicity. It's got to be a logical game. Mm. To be able to follow rugby, it's got to make sense. Mm. Um, and then, but I do think I do like the idea that um, you know, in some of these things, and this is we've been in these spaces before. We can actually create things and try things that, and South Africa does this through their varsity competition. You can actually try things here that actually become, can become um, things that get adopted in the worldwide sense. And so when you're leading, when you're becoming a leader in that space, I think it's a really exciting space to be in. So it's a really, really good opportunity for Australian rugby to take a lead again in some of that, some of the, the edges of the, the laws and just seeing if we can make the game not more complicated. We don't need to add more, more law pages to the law book, but really just try and refine and, uh, and work back to things that we know work and make sure they're in, they're in the game and also tweak a few things that allow a bit more innovation and creativity. Okay. Because there's another two members of the panel that I didn't introduce. So there's Bob Dwyer as well and Wayne Erickson, is that right? Mm -hmm. And also, sorry, did you want to introduce yourself as, as well? Well, I'm clearly just a facilitator of this panel, but uh, Ben Whittaker is my name. I'm the General Manager of uh, Development Pathways here at AAU. Good one. Thanks, Ben. Um, so, you and you touched earlier on, it sounds really interesting, which is that bit about getting feedback from um, the supporter base. How are you guys thinking you're going to kind of Put that in. Is it going to be a popularity contest, or is it about just picking up some ideas that you guys then kind of decide between? Have you guys got some ideas on how that might work? Well, I think Ben's probably the best way to answer that question <laughs> in terms of how we how we actually extract the information out. But I mean, you you being involved in Green Old Rugby, and obviously the, the other commentary sites where people express mm. their opinions, uh, is the perfect opportunity for them to express them. And uh, mm. obviously, they need to be considered, and they need to be make, again make sense, but. I don't think, uh, you know, I think there'll be a process about how that happens and um, but we need to get on with it because the competition's not far away. But, yeah. um, Bob, we can ask, Ben yeah. can answer the question. Absolutely, and we're keen to make sure that it is open to the public to suggest, mm. you know, whatever they believe can uh, can make for a better game and uh, this panel will, will do two things, like Ewan said, we'll, we'll set a framework to start with to assess those submissions because I think that's critical because um, uh, we know that we're going to have to, um, um, you know, request the ability to play these law variations to the IRB, um, so we can manage that that piece. And um, you know, like I said, though we, we want um, as much um, creative thinking on this as as we can get, and then we'll prioritise the list that will um, will ultimately be voted on um, by the public as well. So two sort of levels of engagement for okay. for the public. All right. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be almost like a world first, doesn't it? The public voting on for the what the rules are going to be in the game. Well, it is, and it's probably one of the issues. I mean, this probably doesn't have to go online, but it's one of the issues we face with the IB is that, like, I can understand them going, hang on, you can't just put our <laughs> laws of the game up for public vote, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we've got to show quite clearly the IB, and that's why the panel's critical, that's why the framework's critical, that we can go to them and say, hey, look... And to be honest, most of the stuff we discussed today isn't changing the fabric of the game because no. the, the panel gets it. Yeah. Some of the public... Right or wrong, won't. Mm. So they'll be throwing up, you know, and so, um, so it's going to be really important how we fashion it to present to the IB. 
Well, what's really interesting, actually, because we opened it up just yesterday. I mean, not that this conversation doesn't happen every day of the week <laughs> on places <laughs> like Green and Gold Rugby, yeah, but yeah. Um, we threw it out yesterday and said, look, we're going to have you having this conversation. Um, and so, you know, what kind of th first ideas for sort of the rules? And at least half of the feedback, probably even more, is don't change it. Yeah. Um, so, which is that, if anything, you know, our weaknesses or our self-perceived weaknesses as a country tend to kind of mm. focus around areas where, you know, if you're going to make it a simple game and a more exciting game, will that only exacerbate it, right? So for the next time we're up in the Northern Hemisphere and um, with the scrummaging perceptions and those sorts of things. Is it possible that you guys would come out of this and actually say, well, you know what, don't touch it? Well, I think... We actually had a lot of some of the discussion mm. today was around that very topic. It was mm. about actually enforcing the laws that already exist. So that, that's actually not changing, mm. not changing anything. Mm. It's really just making sure that um, we focus on the, the elements that are already there that perhaps haven't been prioritised. So that's not changing anything. So that that's entirely mm. possible that could happen, and therefore there might be any some minor tweaks. So, um, right. but um, I, I mean, guess we'll see. Well, there's a reason why rugby's been successful for a long period of time, and mm. the game over the last hundred years hasn't changed a great deal from what probably people recognised back if you went and watched rugby probably a hundred years ago and you watch the product today, you'd probably say you were watching the same thing, which I think is a really positive, a positive thing about the game. Um, sure, there's differences in it, but the fabric of the game absolutely needs to remain intact. I think you know, Bob Dwyer was very particular about his views around the enforcement of the existing laws of the game, and I think there's a, there's a heck of a lot to be said for that. Um, th though, if if rugby has rugby's got more than an obligation to just appealing to its hardcore fans, because hardcore fans are one thing, but broadening the game, if that's the desire of rugby in Australia, broadening the game. We have to find a mechanism to draw people into the game who weren't necessarily brought up on the game of rugby. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge, I think, and that's what the competition provides itself. And, and part of that is to make the game more obvious, to make the game simpler, easier to understand, without moving away from the laws of the game too much. When you get... And I sit down with people every weekend, some of them in our commentary team, who still don't understand the laws of the game or can't tell you why there was a, and maybe I'm guilty of it as well, why there was a penalty, why a penalty was given. Can't give you the answer to that. Now, and there are people who have played many, many test matches for Australia. That's a problem in the game of rugby when people can't tell you what it was for, who should know better. Okay. So then the next two areas, as far as people, the first thoughts that kind of came out, the next one is no surprises around the scrum. Yeah. So it was then around, so in the same breath, and I guess it was the nature of the conversation, first few people out of the gate said, hey, don't touch anything. The last thing we're going to be doing is, is getting dished up on the scrum again. And the next one that came out the gate was, these bloody scrum resets take forever. Um, is that an area that you guys think you might just be touching on? Well, I think we, we didn't address the specifics of the law. We talked about some of the overarching objectives. So obviously time wasted in the game mm. was something we can address. And so that might go to that area of the game and other parts of the game. We actually keep the momentum of the game. Now, fatigue's an important part of the game. I mean, you're gonna, you need to fatigue other teams so you can actually create errors and, and, and put pressure on opposition. If we constantly stop the game, first of all, it's not that exciting to watch, but secondly, it allows people to recover. Mm. So fatigue's an important part to be able to see try scoring, things like that. So more of that context, obviously, people will have an opinion 
around the scrum, and I've got a definite opinion around that too, but I guess we'll wait and see where that goes. But the idea of, of time wasted watching things that are not nothing really happening, they're all things that we're very conscious of because they're things that have been have been different in the past and we need to make sure that um, you know, that the people coming on to watch and in fact even the people playing, that the game is about, it's got continuity and, and that it is actually time is spent playing the game, not mm-hmm. waiting for the game okay. to restart. And then the next one that popped out is, and I, I, so my, I guess my question here is, is, is this in your guys' remit or purview, is about points and point scoring. So, for, for, you know, penalty goals going to, from three points to two points, is that potentially on the table as well? Oh, as Jon said uh, a couple of times, I think everything's on the table. I think we'll, we'll need to assess and how, how, how the point scoring sort of any point scoring changes would change the actual game itself. Mm. Uh, Varsity Cup trials uh, a different point scoring uh, system with five points for a try, three points for a conversion, uh, two points for a penalty goal, mm-hmm. um, and they've experienced certain changes to the game. Some positive, a couple negative. So. Um, so we've got something to sort of lean on there to, to, to have a look at whether purely just changing the point system actually changes the game or gets, you know, gets us to where we want to be mm-hmm. um, with, a, with, a, with the type of game we want to see uh, mm-hmm. being played. Okay. I think I was going to say that the one thing that we're very conscious of and was brought up and something I'm very conscious of personally is subtle changes in the game of rugby have big impacts around the way the game's coach played, refereed. So we need to be very, very careful that... Anything, any change that gets recommended, um, you know, the, the consequences of that change are well considered. And I think that's part of the, the panel's job is to say there are some great ideas around, hey, this, this is a great idea, but considering the outcome of that is, is, is just as important because there are, you know, seismic changes to very little things in the game. Okay. So going back to that question I had about success and what it looks like, would you guys have failed if we were looking at more games that looked like the Brumby Sharks game on the weekend? I'm looking at you, Rod. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch, play, be involved in a game like that, really. Mm. Um, it's, it's not... And everybody, I think everybody appreciates that that's not the, week, the reason why we all started playing rugby. It was not to play in games like that. Sometimes it's necessary. What, what that game does demonstrate is sometimes what's good about the game of rugby, that there are other ways to win it. There are other facets to the game that provide opportunity. And I know, having spoken to the Brumbies pre and post that game, that had it been dry, they were going to run the ball. It was going to be... They were going to try to play the opposite tactics to what the Sharks had thought they'd play. Ended up being a wet, difficult game, mm-hmm. and you had to kick it to win it. Yeah. And they did that. It's unfortunate because... You never like to see too much of anything in the game of rugby, even games, high-scoring games, ball going end-to-end. People get bored with that as well because it doesn't have the physical contest that you want. Yeah. Games that are 65-45, no one likes that, really. They're not great games either, but neither are, neither are the 16-9 kickathons. Yeah, I think, I think I, I'm not sure many sports look great. The conditions are poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you go to the Force Bulls game, in a high kicking game there as well, same same sort of climate conditions, same yeah. same outcome. There's a you have to be intelligent, and pragmatic about how you go about it. Ideally, you play we play now on good pitches, like well groomed, irrigated pitches, very different from 20 years ago. There's a lot of things in favour, but fundamentally you've got to be pragmatic about about it. But luckily, those pragmatic games are very few and far between. And I think if you actually on balance, if you look across the whole of the super competition, you'll see there's been a lot of 
or running mm-hmm. going on. Okay. And then, so my final question was just looking back on the ARC, because you guys were talking about some of those real variations that got tried and some of them got adopted, so some of the line-out throws, um, things like that. When you guys look back at some of those other laws that are in there, so we trialled, I think it was the hands in the rucks, mm-hmm. we had the space behind the scrums and those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. When you look back on that, do you, were there some, are there some successes from there or some things from there you guys might think about revisiting? Is there anything that's kind of stuck out? Well, I think that the tournament as a whole I thought was, was personally thought it was good at the time and yeah. you know, I was involved in the three New South Wales teams and being so I think the fact that we've got back to the tournament of the concept at that level, and I think that's that's been the best part about revisiting um, in terms of the micro bits. Well, you know what we learn from what we did last time, which is a new time, a new era, and a new opportunity. But um, uh, the fact that we're actually back into this space, I think, is really is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up. So, thanks for your time, fellas, and hopefully we have another chat with you later on when we've got a few more ideas to maybe discuss. Pleasure, pleasure. Thanks, awesome. Beauty. Good one. No yeah, I think that's going to be the interesting balance.